And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. What is real? No, truthfully, what's real these days? We talk about augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence. I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from it all. There was a time where artificial things were the kinds of things that we were warned against. Artificial sweeteners have been found to cause cancer. Why would I want my intelligence to be artificial? Why would I want it to be something fake? Now, augmented intelligence, enhanced intelligence. These are words I can get behind, but artificial? I guess the real confusion for me is that when you think about how most people, myself included on occasion, of course, dear listener, but how most people are presenting themselves online is not real. It's so curated from lighting and filters to shooting and reshooting to these deeply curated moments that exist only in the 30 seconds of a TikTok. I mean, look, there's always been this truth that in any given situation with multiple people, as many people as you have in a given situation, take that number, add one to it, and that's how many realities you have because each person's view will be uniquely theirs, and then there is the actual truth, what actually happened. But for each of those people, their truth is no less true just because somebody else's is different. So as we look at these experiences, we look at this technology, and let let me be clear, I'm not saying let's run away from it, that's just naive, but we do get to be responsible, and what does that responsibility get to look like? And it doesn't have to be so damn serious all the time. How can we find joy in this adventure that lies ahead? Well, there's a pretty good place to find it, and it is around us every day. And thanks to the brilliance of Mel Robbins, I got a great reminder, and that's where I'm kicking off with you today. So lace up your hiking shoes, or you know what? If you got a grassy patch outside, take off your shoes and go stand in the grass because we're going to get connected to nature so we can get a little bit of clarity. I'm Kathy Brooks, and this is Talk Unleashed. I saw a post from Mel Robbins. I love that she takes us on walks with her. She drops these little nuggets, and she was out walking near her home, and... um, stopped to just listen to the sound of the birds and remarked on the science behind nature. That when we are connected to nature, whether it's the sound of the birds or the light in our eyes, the fresh air, being around trees, that there is a direct physiological impact 
never mind the fact that it soothes the brain and the spirit, but there is a physical impact. Everything from soothing the limbic system to the happy chemicals that get released in our brains and our bodies to vitamin D from sunshine to our blood pressure lowering the reduction of stress hormones that this being connected to nature connects us to the very thing that makes us human and I find it so fascinating that we live in this world that has never been more connected. We have never had more tendrils of connection to other humans on the planet, ever. We know more things and more places instantly or within moments of things happening than any time in human's history. We have the ability to keep up with people from our lives by seeing what they had for dinner, where they've gone on vacation, and just to be connected. And yet, we've also never been more disconnected. We've never been more dissociated. And it has to do with a lot of things, not the least of which is that we're staring at these screens that emit a light that has been scientifically proven to not be healthy for us. And the fact that we, and I say that as myself as well, create these images online that are the images that we want to portray. Very rarely are they truly authentic. That's part of the reason that I started this podcast, this idea of unleashing conversation of what does authentic, vulnerable, open, messy, communication look like and how by releasing ourselves from this expectation that communication is supposed to sound a certain way, can we maybe communicate more effectively? And so I saw this other comment unrelated to the Mel Robbins post from Philip Rosedale. Amazing guy, incredibly smart, the creator of Second Life, one of the first if not the first real virtual reality world and who commented about, you know, when we look at these virtual worlds, we look at AI in terms of immersive experiences, um, immersive, when we look at the idea of AI generated virtual realities where we can create entire worlds where people can interact. He said that people need first to get comfortable communicating through an avatar. And I replied to him saying, well, we're kind of already doing that. We're just pretending that the avatar is actually us. Hey, look, I've been as guilty of this as the next person of carefully curating, crafting a post to present exactly the image that I want to portray. And I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, that idea of putting a best foot forward. But 
now that I've just said that out loud, the difference between putting my best foot forward and putting a fake foot forward. It's not putting my best foot forward. If the picture of the foot I've put forward has been edited and filtered and is no longer even really my foot. I've been thinking a lot about AI lately and these virtual virtual worlds and virtual presentations of things and I'm not fundamentally against any of it. Artificial intelligence. Artificial. Artificial ingredients are things that you like to avoid in food. Additives, preservatives, things that are not natural, things that are not organic. Why would I want intelligence to be artificial? Why would I want it to be something fabricated or created? Why not enhanced? We talked about, for years, we would hear about augmented reality. This idea of reality supercharged, taken to another level. And so I just stand here among the trees. Hearing the wind blowing through the branches, branches that were increasingly green. Little tiny buds start to sprout. I talked last week about this haze of green at the top of the trees. That haze is thicker now. And it has softened the sound of the wind that was blowing through just branches before. Nothing artificial about it. The smells are pretty remarkable too. We've been pulled so far from the things that just make us human in the first place. Quiet connection. The wind in the trees, the sound of the birds, the feel of grass under your feet. It's not about either or. It's and, it's about both. But in order to have both, we have to be responsible. We have to be responsible about the things that we unleash on the world. So what does that look like? I don't know that I have an answer. I know what it means for me. It means that I question and investigate anything that I'm about to use. It means Yeah, there may be some way that I can exploit a thing to make money by breaking conventional rules, but is that a good idea? There's this really powerful article I read this week about AI. I'll post a link to it in the show notes. And it opens with a story. And it's a story about a man who has a fish farm. And he's on the edge of a lake. There are a bunch of other farms dotting around the edges of the lake. And everybody's got their 
area where their fish farm exists. And each of the farms has a series of uh, protective boundaries around it and filters to make sure that the waste products of the farm don't seep into the surrounding environment and impact the surrounding environment. And there are regulators who come around to make sure that, you know, the fish farms are all complying and everyone is. And this particular farmer, he's having a really hard time. He's struggling and he realizes that there's a way for him to turn off his filters and increase his profits. And he can turn off his filters in a way that the regulators won't notice. And he knows he can do this, but he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be a bad example to his children. What's the message that he sends to his children? But he starts to really struggle and the business is in, it's in dire straits and it looks like he might fail. He might lose everything. And so he chooses to turn off the filters just a little bit at first just to get the business stabilized. But he starts making money, starts making a lot of money and starts doing really, really well. Meanwhile, the people around him are trying to figure out how is he doing so well when they're also having a hard time. One by one, they start going out of business. One by one, they all start to fail and he has gotten enough money at this point where he can buy up their property as well. Meanwhile, across the lake is a woman, another farmer, who sees what he's done and she understands what he's done and she decides she's gonna do the same thing. And so she also turns off her filters and so the same thing transpires on her side of the lake. Eventually, these are the only two farmers left They've bought up all the land. They've become very wealthy. And at this point, the lake is now no longer viable. They have released so much toxicity into the lake that they've killed off the entire environment. So they leave and they go find another lake. So if I'm thinking about responsibility as only being worried about myself and my immediate needs and the needs of those immediately close to me. That's not actually responsible. It's greed. It's selfishness. It's the very things that actually play against what a humane existence as a human is. And you know, there are species that don't live this way. People say, oh, well, that's just animal instinct. And the truth of the matter is it isn't. Most animal species will live symbiotically with each other until it's time for someone to feed, until it's, you know, someone's hungry or there's an immediate threat. But given no immediate threat, given no hunger, they live in peace. except for man. And occasionally the chimpanzee, close relative, but not all primates. It isn't just a primate thing. And it's something that we have taken and made it exponentially worse. 
because of fear. The truth is that's not the natural state. It's not the state we're born into. We have to learn to be afraid. We're taught to be afraid. We're taught to be separate from. But in our purest state as tiny children, we don't know the difference. So when I get back to nature like this, just walking with my dogs in the woods, watching as they take off down the path, racing through the leaves, running in random circles that have no purpose other than joy. I'm reminded what it's like to be connected. are reminded what it's like to just feel joy. I'm reminded what it's like to just enjoy the wind in the trees. some time today. If you live in a city, there's still nature. There's a pocket park somewhere or a tree somewhere. Go sit under it for a minute. Put your hand on the trunk. Watch a bird. Listen to the wind. Who knows, maybe you'll even do something really dramatic. Like connect with a complete stranger and just say hello. We did it again. Another episode of Talk Unleashed. It's so great to have you here. And you know what would be even more great? If you could scoot over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe even Spotify, and leave a review. Over on Apple, you actually have the chance to say a little bit about the episode. Spotify, just throw some stars on there, hopefully five. It helps us get seen and helps ensure that this conversation and conversations like it keep getting heard by the people who need to hear them. So do us a favor, hop on over and leave a review. And in the category of saying awesome things about awesome people, huge thanks to my producer, John McLean and the team at Monster Sound and Picture. They are just the best. And if you've got ideas or questions or feedback, I read all the email that comes in. So feel free to toss a message to talkunleashed at gmail.com. That's talkunleashed at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to hear from, all the groovy stuff. And most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of the conversation, and for keeping the conversation going. See you next week. 